0: Welcome to the Loop Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Loop Podcast. I'm here today with uh, Miss Erin O'Donnell, uh, the Gwinnett Striper's Assistant General Manager. Uh, Erin, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. It's a rainy day in Georgia. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, we'll jump right into the questions. Um, we'll get started with uh, you telling us what your duties and responsibilities are as the assistant general manager for the Stripers.
1: Yeah, so as assistant GM, um, me and the GM, Adam English, we kind of split a lot of the responsibilities. Um, so I handle and oversee um, advertising, marketing, social media, community relations, mascot, Um, All game day entertainment, theme nights, um, you know, video board production, um, merchandise, um, and like sponsorship implementation. And Adam oversees a lot of the uh, sales, ticket sales, um, sponsorship sales, and the op side. Uh, Well, tell us. Down the middle, divide and conquer.
0: Right. Uh, So... I guess in minor league baseball, I've had other people affiliated with minor league baseball on the podcast. And I guess with minor league baseball, it's kind of like a smaller college or a smaller business. You have less people who split up more duties as compared to the Atlanta Braves, I guess, who would have everything that you do split up into 20 different categories. Um, So that's really
1: cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get to wear a bunch of different hats, but you know, um, my my end goal is to knock the assistant away from my title one day and just be general manager. And I, firm believer in you should know all aspects of your business. So, getting to know every the ins and outs of all the all the uh, different departments has been really helpful in that journey.
0: Absolutely. Well, you mentioned what your end goal is. Tell us uh, about where you come from. What's your path to where you are now as the assistant GM for the strike.
1: Yeah. So I'm from Corpus Christi, Texas. My dad was in the Navy and um, I went to college in San Antonio, which is about two and a half hours north of Corpus. So uh, when I was in college, Corpus was they were building the double A ballpark there and I um, built a relationship with um, the Ryans, the family that Nolan Ryan and his sons um, as they were building the ballpark. And uh, they hired me as their first intern and I, when I was 19, and so I would come down in the summer and work for them and we were in a trailer. The ballpark was still being built. It was like me, um, Reed Ryan, JJ Gotch, Elisa Macias, and that, and that was about it. There was four of us. And um, then when I would come down uh, on Christmas break, I would help out um, and work merchandise at, you know, the mall at the kiosk at the mall. And the next summer I came down and was, you know, interned again. And then the next winter I came down and helped with merch. And so it was just kind of a cycle. Um, and I got a little bit more experience, um, uh, working for an advertising firm and I worked for a beer company in San Antonio and, um, nothing quite compared to sports and that I knew, I loved it, and I knew I fell in love with minor league baseball, working for the Ryan's. And so, when I graduated college, they recommended me for a job um, in Northwest Arkansas, and they were building a ballpark, moving the team over from Wichita. So I started there as a marketing coordinator, and I worked um, two and a half years there, and made a, made the move over from uh, Northwest Arkansas to uh, Memphis. And worked up, worked my way up from a marketing coordinator to the director of marketing there. And um, then made a lateral move from Memphis to Sacramento. And as the director of marketing there and um, really learned a ton in Sacramento from Chip Maxon, the general manager. And I was able to take on a lot more experience there um, with baseball ops. So learning about team travel and bat boys and equipment and the um, player development contracts that the minors, the minor league teams have with the major league teams. I worked a lot with um, our affiliate, the San Francisco Giants. I was kind of the point person for the affiliate. Um, And then we actually took our concessions in-house there too. So I was able to learn a lot about um, the concessions business, the food food and beverage. And we actually worked with, um, The Ryans, again, they have a a sports business um, that helped us set up our concessions business. Um, So I learned a lot about the food service side. And then um, California just wasn't for me. I missed the South. Um, So I came down to Birmingham um, as a VP of marketing for the Barons. And after a season there, um, actually Adam English, who was the director of tickets in Sacramento and one of my very good friends, um, he took the role of general manager in Gwinnett and asked if I would come over um, from Birmingham and be the assistant GM. And I jumped at that chance. And uh, we've been here since 2018 now, but only one season, which is a little weird. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's been a really fun ride being back with one of my best friends again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, You mentioned the Barons, and, and I've had Jonathan Nelson on uh, the podcast, and, and he was really fun to talk to. Um, so what really drew you into the sports field? I know that you said you didn't really do that until you started interning. Uh, was it the internship that, that kind of drew you in, and you said, well, I, I actually kind of like this a lot, or was it uh, something else that you had already been you know, looking at going into?
1: Yeah, I, I think I always – had an inclination that I wanted to work in sports. And I mean, I grew up playing them. I went to college to play basketball, obviously, like all five, three of me. Um, and uh, I, I knew that I wanted to do something and like, you know, everyone, I feel like at that age is like, yeah, I'm going to go work for ESPN or something. But um, when I got like boots on the ground with the Ryans is really when I learned like the business of baseball and fell in love with that. And a lot of what I did for the, the hooks was community-based. And I think that's what really had me fall in love with minor league baseball was the community aspect. And it's something that I still love about it. And that keeps me coming back for more is the connection to the community that the minors have, um, and that we're allowed to have. And just how ingrained we are in our communities, um, how the touch points that we have with our fans day to day, like, you know, we're a part of their lives in a way that maybe major league teams can't because there's just so many of them. Um, You know, it's much more granular at the minor league level. And then the impact that we're able to make with our community programs and, you know, sending our mascot out and to, do school assemblies and um, the donations that we can make to help that directly impact the people that are coming to our ballpark, and um, it's always just it's always just really touched me. And and meeting those people and telling those stories, um, it's you know it's what gets it's what gets me going. And um, you know every year is different, and every year is so special.
0: Well, for me. Uh, somebody who's studying in sports management and marketing uh, and wanting to get into the sports field, uh, what would, what advice would you give me or somebody else who's trying to get their foot in the door in the sports field? Uh, you know, you mentioned you getting on with the 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 Ryan's uh, was, was really good. Um, so what kind of advice would you give me or somebody like me?
1: Yeah. Uh not everyone can have Nolan Ryan as their first boss. That was pretty um pretty serendipitous. But um I think the best advice would just be be open to everything. I mean, you know, my my experiences and my path and and you know, maybe what I set out looking for, you know, nothing ended up like I thought it was going to. And so looking back, if I was going into it, you know saying like, oh, this is what I was going to, this is what I'm going to be. And this is the experience I'm going to get and everything. Like I would have just been way more open to like, yeah, I'll do whatever, you know, um, I'll take whatever job just to get my foot in the door. Any experience helps. Like I'm saying, if your end goal is to be a GM, it doesn't really matter what, how you got into it, you know, whether it's ops or sales or marketing or, or whatever, um if you just continue to learn and grow along the way um and and take the initiative to ask questions and and put yourself forward for projects i think that that's something that i learned kind of late in my career was that uh to speak up and ask for things and i think it was really until i was in sac um when i started saying like hey i'm interested in these things i want to learn these things." And it was as simple as that to get included in the conversations. And it was stuff that was, uh, you know, like the baseball ops things that I would have never learned otherwise. And now I have that in my arsenal and on my resume.
0: Right. Uh, what would you say has been the biggest challenge or challenges in your career in the sports industry?
1: Oh, man. Um, I guess it, that it's just – Um, it's a broken path (laughs) to get to, to where you are. Um, You know, personally, there's a lot of challenges and just being a woman in the role, um, what the, or what the assumption is about why you're, why you're there. Sometimes Um, no one really ever questions why a guy wants to work in sports or for a baseball team or something. Um, I didn't play baseball. um, So that's usually the first assumption of of a guy, did he play the sport? Um, but I think a lot of times, um, the assumption of a woman is she wants to be close to the players, um, which is absolutely not why I wanted to be in the sport at all. Um, and I think, I think, um, overcoming some of, some of the, um, like the old guard, um, was was hard for me um you know someone coming in you know young and 22 and thinking you know I'm going to change the world and I love this you know I love this job so much and now I you know I'm ready to change the industry um I had to be knocked down a little bit and definitely had to you know pay some dues and learn some things but at the same time um you know, I had to, I had to learn how to challenge that old guard um, in in more constructive ways. Uh, there's definitely a tendency for our industry to do things the way they've always done things because it's always how it's been done, or you know, to work a billion hours because you know I had to work a billion hours when I was younger. So this new group of kids needs to to do that too, and it's. It's just not sustainable and it's not the way things need to be because I worked, you know, 20 hour days when I was 22. Doesn't mean you need to, when you're coming in, like we need to innovate and we need to be better than that. And I think it took um, that was a big challenge to getting to the point where I felt confident enough in myself and my career and my position to challenge that. And, and, um, and I think it's only for the positive that, that I have and that, um, you know, our teams are better for it. Our staff is better for it and our culture is better for it.
0: Uh, well, the flip side of that, I guess, would be, what have you enjoyed the most about working, uh, in the sports industry? And would you, could, or could you see yourself anywhere besides minor league baseball or is it, you know, minor league baseball is, is your love?
1: It's definitely my love. Um, it would be really hard to tear me away from it. Um, I am a, I am a Braves employee We're we're owned by the Braves and it, it's really been um, different to see that side of things for me because minor league baseball is really all I've ever known. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I love this organization and I'd like to stay here the rest of my life. So there's definitely opportunity to move up within the Braves Um And I definitely welcome that, but I do love the minors and, you know, that connection to the community is so big for me, but it's also the, the opportunity to be creative and to innovate and that no day is the same. I would get so bored working a desk job where it was, you know, in and out, you know, every day was the same. And I love that I have the same energy to push myself to um, to learn new things and challenge myself and um, look for new solutions and learn new technologies that I did, that I do at 36, that I did at 22 or 19 when I really started. So I it's hard to imagine another job that I would have that same fervor for, you know, like what what else could make me you know so passionate about and and so fulfilled too um that i could i could still have the energy for it all these years later uh,
0: well i hope that whenever i'm looking for a job in two and a half years or two years uh that that you have moved up into that gm role because i will definitely be looking to get my foot in the door uh somewhere um but we'll move We'll move off of that, and we'll go into um, asking what the current status for the Gwinnett Stripers and playing minor league baseball this year is.
1: Yeah, we're on. Um, obviously, the month of April was um, canceled for our season, but um, as the AAA affiliate and the the fact that we're like 35, 35 miles away from Truist Park where Atlanta plays, we are the um, – the taxi site, the alternate training site for the Braves. So this weekend, um, the guys, the 28, I think 28 roster players and uh, or extended roster players and field staff will report to Gwinnett and they'll continue working out and playing um, sim games and stuff like that at our ballpark, Cool Ray Field for the month of April. And then we will start on the road May 4th and we start at home on May 11th. And we'll continue on with our schedule through September 19th. So we're, we're on right now. It looks like it. some reduced capacity for the month of May, but it, it's looking right now, like in June we could you know, already be back at 100%, which is amazing. Um, vaccines in Georgia are opening up. I actually got mine yesterday. Um, so almost our whole staff is already vaccinated. And so that's a really good sign of how things are going. And, um, we're taking a lot of precautions to make sure that our ballpark is clean and safe and people are socially distanced and have their masks on until the CDC, which is here in Atlanta, which, so we have really great access to, um, lets us know that, you know, things are, things are safer and that we're good to go.
0: I'm really excited that everything is starting to move in the right direction and everything's starting to slowly open back up and and the vaccines are going out. Uh, But looking back on, you know, I guess the heat of the pandemic, how were you guys as a staff able to stay busy and keep the entire staff busy throughout the shutdown and not playing baseball?
1: It was definitely tough. Um, I think it was one of those times when – you know, again, we had to kind of take a step back and, and say, what are some of those things that we wish we always had time to do, but, you know, we were always so busy getting ready for the season or, you know, in renewals or something. And so we kind of approached things from that side of, you know, what are those research projects that we always wanted, you know, to do or to know about that we never had time for. And so we got to do some of those, those research or analytics, um, crunching numbers and stuff. Uh, we got to do some stuff around the ballpark, fixing, cleaning um, that we hadn't been able to do before. Um, and then we, we hosted uh, the Braves last year as the alternate training site. So actually our staff worked all summer. Uh, they worked grounds crew And um, also as ops, we, uh cleaned, you know, the clubhouse and uh the players areas after they worked out every day and uh just helped uh facility wise to make sure that the guys had everything they needed and you know helped in the Braves playoff run last year. So th- there is there was that odd part of the role where we were all doing really essential roles for the organization and and helping to make sure that you know Ian Anderson did a sim game at Corey Field, uh, you know, on a Tuesday and then started for the Braves on a Friday and uh, obviously did really well um, and helped him in their playoff push. And then there was also, you know, looking internally at our own business and saying, OK, what do we what do we want to analyze? What do we want to um, tackle that we've that we didn't have time to do before, but now we have the luxury of a summer off, which I hadn't had a summer off since I was 19.
0: Uh, well, Aaron, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to sit down and talk with me and give me some pointers and and tell us uh, what you do with the Gwinnett Stripers and how everything works and goes together, because it's, it's really cool to see how many different hats uh, one person in the minor league uh, or for a minor league baseball team does. And and that that's really cool. You don't sit there and do the same thing all day. You, you're doing everything. So that's, that's really cool um, to me. So uh, thank you for, for coming on um, and joining me today.
1: Yeah, it was great to talk to you and uh, keep me updated on how everything goes with school and your career. Excited to have you join the industry, Landon.
0: Thank you.